Hey everyone, my name is Topher. And my name is Kate. And this is Holly Chats. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Nexus, a liquid web brand, and be sure to check out their new product, WP Quick Start. WP Quick Start is a fast and affordable way to build membership sites on WordPress with packages beginning at just $49. Visit nexus.net to get started. Our guest today is Seth Goldstein. Welcome. Hey. Seth. hey. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Really excited to have you on. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been using WordPress since this is a WordPress podcast. I'll start with that. Um, for, since 2010. Before that, I was trying to do things old school with HTML. And I was like, this, there's got to be a better way. And then I discovered WordPress, self-taught myself how to do that. And it's been WordPress ever since. I mean, I discovered the community, I think, around it, around 2011, first WordCamp, you know, soon after that. But before all this, I was a journalist. I went to University of Delaware, went to the J School there, did that for six years, um, major burnout from that job, just because it's the nature of the job. It's a lot of, you know, long hours. Lots of meetings, lots of accident scenes, you know, leave mm-hmm. that one alone. But there's a lot of um, stuff. And then left that, then opened up Goldstein Media because I've been doing it on web design on the side since, what is it, 19, 1998, I think of what, what oh, decade yeah. it was, yes, yeah. 1998, and before the millennium. And so, wait, so yeah, last century, a guy I feel old. Anyhow, so I've been doing it. I've been doing it since then. But then, from then on, you know, from 2013 onward, I've been really you know, diving into WordPress. You know, following people in WordPress. I've I, I met Topher. I think I met you at WordCamp US, the first one in Philly, which is local mm-hmm. to me because I'm, I'm just north of Philly. We met then. Right. I think I met Kate then too. I think you were there too, weren't you? Yeah. So that was you are fun. You did, Kate. I am muted. So yes, I was there. We had both girls with us. Um, oh yeah, so it was it was a family affair for us. That was that was an exhausting event, and I was only a volunteer. I just did, I did the photography for the first two Word Camp USs in Philly. That's cool. My feet hurt so bad after that. <laughs> There's a lot of walking for sure. <laughs> a lot of walking and conference, you know, centers are not known for their plush carpets. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to move stuff around on it. So, yeah. Yeah. Over the years, I've definitely developed conference shoes and not conference shoes. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's funny how you start to curate. When you travel a lot to conferences, it's, you start to really curate what's worth taking and what's not worth taking and um, <laughs> what serves the shoes are a must. what doesn't. Shoes, shoes are a must. Is the uh-huh. weight in your bag worth it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's really cool. I love that you went from journalism into WordPress. I think that's a really natural move for a lot of people. Um, I'm I'm a huge journalist fan. And if I thought I could get a job in it, that would have been my degree in college. Um, I went the general English route and mm-hmm. the questions from my dad about what does one do with that. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I was also a history major as well. So <laughs> exactly. how do I do with that besides teach? Yeah, but I think that being a journalist coming into WordPress it gives you a special insight into it. I mean, in theory, blogging is a form of journalism, but, mm-hmm. but I think as a journalist, as a trained journalist, you look at things 
differently that is really beneficial, particularly in marketing when it comes, I was actually just thinking about this this morning, which is funny. Um, but when it comes to marketing for your clients or even just working in marketing, being a journalist, being a good communicator at the forefront can, it can carry you very far. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, what I wanted to do with the journalism degree is I got into history and I went into journalism as well. I wanted to do journalism so I could show that I could write. Okay, I want to go. I wanted to get into marketing originally. Ironically, that's what uh-huh. I'm doing now. And I was like, I don't want to do business school because I didn't want to do accounting and the math and all that stuff. So I was like, journalism shows that I can write. Sure enough, like I was like fell in love with it. The whole Woodward and Bernstein aspect of it, mm-hmm. yeah, putting you know, politicians' feet to the fire, and it just was the it was very a very much of a romance of journalism that I love. And I did newspaper journalism. So, you know, it was like mm-hmm. the old school journalism. Now I'm doing podcasting. So I never quite leave the journalism angle. No, and it's, it's funny because I think that WordPress has reached a spot where there's even more opportunities for journalism. Um, mm-hmm. One of the first couples that I ever met, like in one of my first WordPress uh, WordCamp sessions attending in 20, 2015. So like my first WordCamp was in 2014, but really kind of we started 2015 with like a long list of camps to attend. And I met a couple who were in their 60s who were reviving their small town newspaper oh, using wow. WordPress. And I thought, how brilliant, because, you know, I mean, as you know, the newspaper is such the heart of the community. And as they start to die off, the community really tends to scatter. There's just no way to spread the news. And the idea that you can use WordPress to revitalize that aspect of a community really made me think about the other ways that you can use WordPress to revitalize these small communities. And for me, Mm -hmm. that's always been kind of a driving factor in why I stick, you know, why I'm in WordPress, why I'm active there. And, you know, so I love that you kind of came into it similarly, like journalism was also your entry into WordPress. Mm -hmm. I love, and I love it. And I love the fact, you know, I I do like writing. Ironically, I'm a a better reporter than I am a writer. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you know, I love Grammarly for a reason. So. (laughs) Well, and, you know, we all have our things that we're better at, and it's mm-hmm. it's more about recognizing it and working with it than trying to force yourself to be good at something that you're just not enjoying mm-hmm. you know, or just not exactly or not qualified. But you know, it just doesn't fit you. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. So you're using WordPress for marketing now, like that's your primary thing. Yeah, so pretty much what I do now is I do a lot of websites for big and to mid-sized to bigger companies, some small businesses. And we just, we, I have a team and we just build out their websites. We help them with their SEO, their digital marketing strategy. We'll teach them how to use social media appropriately. We won't do it for them because that's a whole nother beast. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, do, we'll do email marketing for them as well. And I do love like newsletter glue that just kind of slides right on in. Now Poet just slides right on in the WordPress and works. Yeah, they've come up with some really nice tools to make that whole side of things a lot more user-friendly. And that's great because then we can get a lot more quality content out into the community without having to put quite so much effort into it, which is really, because we all are putting effort into a lot of different places. You know, if some aspect Mm -hmm. of our job can be a little bit easier or the user experience for the client can be a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. that's only going to make WordPress that much stronger. Absolutely. I totally agree. It's all about, it's not maybe easier, but simplifying things so they can get done quicker. Yeah. 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 The fewer steps we have to go through, the, the 
better, like the legitimately better it is for everybody. Absolutely. So you have a team, like what size is your team? Well, it's myself and my designer and my wife does the books when Mm -hmm. she has time because, you know, I'm a, I'm a right brain guy, but you know, myself and a designer. And then I have some, I have a lot more freelancers. If they, if I need to uh, farm out some stuff, I know who to Mm -hmm. call. I can go and say, Hey, I have more stuff. Can you pick up this site? Can you help me build this site out? Can you help me build that site out? Yeah, and that's such a, easy for that. So. Right, it's such a great aspect of the community because there's a lot of people who want to be working on their own, but enjoy that relationship with an agency where they don't necessarily have to deal with the client side of it, but they can just do the again the thing that they're good at, um, mm-hmm. and leave you or your wife to deal with the things that they don't <laughs> want to mess with. Yeah, yeah, especially the financial stuff. It's just like mm-hmm. you do what you're good at, and you hire for the rest. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And I love that the community has grown to a spot where you don't have to be, because you've got to know coming from um, 98, you know, with web development, um, Topher started in 95. So he's older than you are, which is, you know, great. So, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, when you started, you had to be good at everything. And everything it was a wild west. Right. Exactly. So, so much so really. Um, and now you don't have to. Now you can just focus mm-hmm. on what you know, what you enjoy, what your your strengths are, and mm-hmm. let other people be strong in their areas. Absolutely. Yeah, one of the the things I struggled most with when I was freelancing is having to do everything, and I don't mean just tech stuff, but like invoicing and oh and, yeah, and becoming a a business owner. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't realize and, that they think. Oh, yeah, people don't realize that they they realize they think. Oh, I'll just build these websites and the money will come in. But you have to do stuff to get the money in. Yeah. Or even if the money comes in, you still have to do something with it after that. I know so many you know freelancers who don't save for taxes or don't even think to save for taxes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody's been bit by that at some point. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot more. It's like getting a kitten. You know, kittens are adorable, mm-hmm. but they come with so much responsibility and stuff. You know, it's. Uh, and what's funny is, I knew that was coming. I did a ton of reading before I went freelance. I you know I read all the books, and everybody's like, "You're gonna have to become a business owner now." It's like, okay, cool, I'll just do that. And I just didn't like it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it just, it's not like it, it really bit me, but it's. It's not for everyone. It definitely isn't. And that's the thing. Like I found that like I like the business development side of things. Like my designer, she's really fantastic at what she does. So she's you know, on the design side of things. Helps mm-hmm. me make the sites look great and stellar. I mean, I, when, I, when, I, when I first started Goldstein Media 13 years ago, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to, like, mm-hmm. this design had to be my idea, my this, my that. I'm like, now I'm like, you know what? Let's get to make the client happy. Let's show her some good work. Let's show some good work. Let's do right by the client and then like look if i didn't develop the website okay so that's my name it still has goals to me at the bottom saying goes me developed it because goals to me developed it i do think there's some value in having done the different aspects of the jobs particularly before you're handing them off to somebody else if nothing else you get to experience the pain points that they're going to be facing (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot easier to be compassionate and understanding when they hit a struggle because Mm -hmm. um, i remember i did this with my first word camp when i was organizing um i had the time and i i didn't want to delegate something i didn't understand and so as much as i could i did 
as much as I could and um, realize that, yeah, that that's why you have a team, but, exactly. um, but I still think there's a lot of important learning lessons, lessons to be learned there. I think you have to at least try it mm-hmm. first, I mean, or at least go through the motions with the designer first. So you can understand how they work and figure out how they want to work and how, how best they work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and you don't know if you're going to like something until you try it. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you did journalism as a, as an initial step into marketing, but mm-hmm. then found that there were aspects of it you really loved. And mm-hmm. I think that we can all surprise ourselves that way sometimes. Um, you it, was actually, it was actually kind of funny that what got me hooked on journalism. I went to the University of Delaware where, where the, our current president went. And so I was at the, worked for the review which is a student-run paper. And I had to call his office or something. He was then Senator Biden. And he got on the phone and talked to me. Yeah. He heard that I was a University of Delaware student from his alma mater and you know, asking questions. So he got on the phone. He, he was walking by, the first secretary. So he was on the phone and she said, someone from the review. And he's like, let me talk to him. And I got hooked. I was like, oh my God, I'm talking. Well, then it was a senator. Now I, I have talked to the president, president of the United right. States. It's like, yeah, regardless of what you think, he's a he's a, he's a nice dude. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, yeah, and I think, a, oh, go ahead, please. No, this is how I got hooked, and I was like, I was marketing the whole way, and I was like, oh, I mean, this is a little more fun. Well, and I think that's important for all of us to remember as we gain more experience in the community to be as accessible as we can be to new people coming in. Um, I remember one of my first word camps. I sat down with, you know, three really experienced people over lunch and they just made me feel so included. And, Mm -hmm. you know, particularly as someone who is not overly technical, like just doesn't enjoy the technical side of WordPress, Mm -hmm. um, it can be a real struggle to find where I fit and they just made me feel included. And that's something that I've kept in my mind because you never know, like everybody brings so much richness to the community. You don't want to exclude them. You want to give them an opportunity to find their fit and to find their encouraging moment like that. Yeah, I try and tell people that, I mean, I know so many designers that are, are have no idea how rich this community is. Mm-hmm. Like my, my designer, I've been telling her, like, we have to go to a work camp, you know, work camp Philly when it comes out. You know, you're, I'm going to drag you to that because it's the community. Like I've not, I mean, SEO community, it's very, you know, very welcoming and inclusive for the most part, too. Mm-hmm. But but it's monetarily is not as inclusive. It's expensive to get into these conferences mm-hmm. and stuff. Whereas word camps, ten buck word fest, free. Yep. yep. Which I think is nuts. I think they should charge a little bit. But I'm like, <laughs> now well, I've I've now seen how much work goes into one of these things. But like you know, it's an inclusive community. People enjoy, it's people can join just to be part of the community, and don't have to. No, be a code monkey. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting only easier, which I think is fantastic because they're, mm-hmm. I like to think of it as, you know, you used the word rich earlier. It's like rich, like brownies. You know, we all add this, <laughs> this depth and chewiness to the community yeah. with our. Now I want a brownie. Accounts. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Kate. Now I want a brownie. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to ask yourself, are you the raisins or the nuts? <laughs> yeah. I don't it's like raisins brownies. and brownies. Yeah, I have plain old brownies. No nuts, no brownies. No, no, no nuts, no raisins. Raisins and brownies. <laughs> that might actually be pretty good, actually. I guess. Should make anyway, it moving on. <laughs> that. You mentioned WordFest, Seth, and we were yes. really glad to have you join um, 
to have you join as a volunteer. You know, we, yes, I loved, I, I loved the fact that, you know, some of our other volunteer slots didn't really fit. And so you just came to us and asked what else you could do. And yeah. it's been great having you included in the conversations and, you know, the work that you're doing. Um, what, what drove that? Like what made you want to be involved with WordFest? Well, the thing was that WordFest was crazily was only the first one was only in, in January of this year. Oh, yes. I think I, I think you guys are slightly nuts for doing two of them in a year, especially twenty four. I mean, especially when word camps are once a year and they're what twelve hours. Yeah. Max. <laughs> and this is a twenty four hour multiple. Like, okay, sure. So I figured, let me see how like, I can help these these nutter butters out here. <laughs> and then also, I was like, you know, I wanted to volunteer. I've I've become a I've, last time and this time I've been micro sponsor. So goals mm-hmm. to you is, is happy to do that. Cause I'm like, I'm going to pay for this ticket because they should be charging at least ten bucks for this ticket just because make sure people show up. But I mean, people do show up in mm-hmm. excess. You know, people. I mean, like the numbers I heard last time was were incredible, and. You know, it's just like I wanted. I wanted to do something. So I looked at the volunteer spots. And I was like, oh, I could, I could moderate this. I could moderate that. But with my little eight-year-old, you know, it, it, you wanted a clump of four-hour spots. I'm like, I can't do that. So I, I said, hey, you know, I was talking to Michelle. It's Michelle, right? It's Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was talking yep. to Michelle, yeah. and she's like, we want. We're thinking about doing a swag bag, digital swag bag. Do you want to take that on? I'm like, okay. I don't know how the heck to do this. I have never tried this before. <laughs> Googled it that a little bit. Went down some rabbit holes. And we now have a swag bag. It's not wholly impressive. It's, it's, a, it's a title page and a page of, of, of codes and ebook links and stuff like that. But I think it's pretty neat for the first edition of the swag bag. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've worked really hard on that. And um, particularly, like you said, particularly for our first one, it's a great start. Mm-hmm. And it's something we can only build on. And your experience joining is pretty much what all of us have had. We're like, sure, we'll help. We'll never done this before, but we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, I mean, especially swag bag. I'm like, how hard? How hard could this be? It <laughs> we wasn't never hard. Asked that question. <laughs> it wasn't. The, the first thing was was figuring out what is a digital swag bag. Mm-hmm. Second thing was getting sponsors to give me stuff for the swag bag. Mm-hmm. Third thing was, let's, how, let's make this look like something better than just a eight by 10 piece of paper. Like make it yeah. look a little, little pretty. So yeah. When yeah. you add Thank in you di- Canva. Right. Exactly. <laughs> when you add in the digital element to something like that, it certainly adds a new layer of challenge. You know, when mm-hmm. normally you could actually pack it into a bag and have physical things you can touch mm-hmm. when you turn it digital, you have to, you know, and I think that's kind of, another sentiment for the whole conference, you know, a, a physical conference, you can re- like really kind of get excited mm-hmm. about how do you get people excited about a digital experience? Um, yeah. You guys do a good job of that. Cause I mean, it, it's, it's definitely exciting. <laughs> well, I'm glad, you know, we try, it's hard to tell sometimes, you know, because, because we're a small group and again, you know, when you're on the internet, you can't tell if you're just screaming into a void or not. Um, mm-hmm. But I do love, like we get a ton of community feedback, which has been huge, you know, it, it really mm-hmm. doing this twice in a year, particularly in the middle or, you know, the end of a pandemic and all the other things going on, it, it has been vicious. Yeah, but at the same time, wonderful because the community really has rallied about, around it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of enthusiasm for the first one. And then when we announced the second one, we had people, you know, clamoring on board to help out. And 
and it really I think they thought I think they thought you guys were all nuts because well, I mean they know most of us and know that we are in fact nuts so <laughs> oh my god I saw this and I literally thought this was the other one that happened last year and then I was on one of the calls and Dan said our fearless leader said this is the second one in this year the first one was in January I'm like was it January oh my god you guys are nuts <laughs> hey it's gonna turn out great it's gonna be fantastic yeah, yeah, we're really, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be really great. And so we're excited. Um, it's gonna you'll, be sleep, you'll, sleep, you'll, sleep, you'll sleep the whole weekend afterwards. It's true. Yeah, it's going to be like all of the push and the planning for the last four months. And then Saturday, it's just over. And it's kind of like, oh, exactly what are we snore. Do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but try not to snore on microphone. Yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. Fall asleep in here. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, fortunately, all of my jobs are in the backside of the event. And so I can, you know, fall asleep if I need to and snore. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a cool Zoom yeah. feature to detect snores and auto mute. <laughs> auto mute the snore. Yeah. That'd be clever. It's the face tracking, snore tracking. Yes. I like that. That's good. I'm, hey, there's an idea for someone who's an <laughs> entrepreneur. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or have it like come on when somebody starts snoring. So you can <laughs> tell, tell who fell asleep in the middle of the meeting. Joe, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth, you live in the Philadelphia area? Yes. Just north in Doylestown. That's really cool. Always like we have you. Are you from that area? Um, Born and raised in Bucks County, which is the next county up from Philadelphia County. And born and raised, love Philadelphia, love the community. You know, it was kind of that, that, that ultimate fight against Philadelphia and New York. Like, we mm-hmm. think Philadelphia is better than New York. New Yorkers think Philadelphia is just, eh, whatever. <laughs> swat, swat them away. But, like, I'm, I love Philadelphia. I love the community. I love the WordPress community around here. There's a big one around here. There's a big one in Bucks County, even. There's a lot of us web developers that do That's WordPress. So I can just walk down the street and get some help if I need it. That's really fantastic. So I have a quick question for you then in regards to that. Did you have anything to do with starting the meetup? No, I didn't. Okay. That one, there's two of them actually. One, the one is actually help run through automatic that helps fund it. One in Philly, the Philly WP. And then there's mm-hmm. Burbs WP, which Liam right. runs. And, yeah. and Liam, I think they're, that's self-funded by them. They do it all themselves. I mean, yeah. he's nuts. <laughs> okay. I recently had yeah. a, a young man he's just out of college. He wants to know about starting a meetup in his city because uh, there isn't one. And right. he's, he's really struggling to, to find other WordPress. I, I said, you know, you just, you know, you just make one, you, sh- you know, show up someplace, hang up a sign and say WordPress meetup and see who comes. But he's like, I don't know anyone in my city who's a WordPresser. So I don't know how to contact them. And, they should reach out to automatic. Automatic, automatic would hook them up. I mean, that's the thing. Automatic, you know, sponsors a lot of these meetups and gets things set up. I mean, yeah. if there's no one in that city, I'm sure they really want to get someone there running one. Yeah, we're we're headed down that road. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. But I've never. Exciting. Well, I you know I shouldn't say that. I I was involved starting the one in our city, but there were three of us, and the other two guys knew some other people already. So like out of the box. Oh, you came with, they came with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had some. 
I tried to start one in Bucks County, but there's one up in Lehigh Valley, which is just north, and there's one in Philadelphia, and there's one to the west. So I tried to start up a Bucks County one, but there's, it, when you have three within an hour of each other, it's yeah. don't need another one. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, we're similar. Ours is still fairly small, but we have people who come from an hour or so away to get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that seems it's a tricky thing. You know, meetups are great, and being part of the community is really great. But as you know, I mean, when we started ours here in town, our kids were eight and ten. You have an eight-year-old. You know, it, as much as you want to be a part of the community, it's hard to balance that family time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And we've been able to do a lot of what we do because the girls wanted to be involved. And so they got involved as, you know, volunteers at WordCamp, handing out t-shirts and, you know, and have kind of, we've let them choose their own path, but it it is a struggle. You know, it's a real struggle to balance having to work with Mm -hmm. wanting to be a part of this community with also your other family and friends commitments. And Mm. go ahead. No, I was just, I was going to say like my eight-year-old, he has a website. He's had his domain name since, since before he was born. Like, you know, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to know, really know how to use WordPress. I tried teaching him. Got a little frustrating because he was like, I know everything. And I'm like, you know nothing about WordPress yet. You need to learn young Padawan, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. We took my first WordCamp as an attendee was the girls' first WordCamp as attendees. We, um, they wanted to go into Chicago with us, which is about three hours from our house. Um, and they were 12 and 14 at the time. Yeah. And we, we homeschooled. So I had control over what they were learning. So we handed them Lisa Sabin Wilson's WordPress book. And in two weeks beforehand, they, they had to, they had to have some reason to go. So they had to have some understanding of WordPress if they wanted to go. And in two weeks, they'd used her book to set up their own blogs. And that's awesome. Yeah. And they like, they've both done different things with them over the last six, seven years that they've had them. Um, Sometimes, you know, more than others, but we've let them, we've always put some things in place that they have to do to like kind of have to introduce themselves to it if they're going to be part of the Mm -hmm. community. But what they do with it from there is entirely up to them. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're really excited and sometimes they just leave it alone and letting them find their own path really has been the best option for them. Um, he'll get there if he wants to right now he's very mm-hmm. much in the video now he's very much in the video editing and he wants Ooh, to do well, po- cool. and he wants to and he wants to do podcasting because so, he knows i do it so he's like yeah he's like i want i want to do a podcast with you daddy i'm like they're a little young but yeah. i will you know if you want to you know there's a podcasting camp if you want to do that that's mm-hmm. fine you know i think video editing is a little bit more interactive for you for the way your brain mm-hmm. works yeah. you know but he does like to talk so it's a good dad so <laughs> You can uh, you can make some pretty good side money video editing too. I regularly mm-hmm. see people on Twitter saying, "Hey, I've learned I hate video editing. Who wants to do my work?" <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, and podcasting is only getting easier. You know, you don't mm-hmm. need the big equipment like you used to. You don't necessarily even have to have a soundproof room or you know, like all of the the traditional kind of ideas of um, we, we come out of a, a radio background. And mm. so, um, you know, you don't really need to have a radio studio in order to be a podcaster. And no, because honestly, you, this is not NPR. As much as this is like the NPR podcast, you, you don't need to be Terry Gross. And I keep on telling people who do it, this is not Terry Gross. This is not all things considered. This is not, now that you can tell I'm an NPR nerd, but this is not, 
this is more like wait, wait, don't tell tell me, don't tell you. <laughs> it really is. Me. It's a, it's a fly by the seat of your pants. Have fun, people, and you enjoy. People enjoy the realness of a podcast versus mm-hmm. it too scripted. I mean, some of the scripted ones, like I listen to Thinking Is Cool with Kinsey Grant. I love it. It's totally scripted. I can't listen to all of them because it just gets tiring mm-hmm. on the ears. Because it's just like you want to listen to so much NPR. You want to listen to so much, you know, scripted podcasting. And I love that show. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. Any conversation have- in my ears. Right. I think there's a definite place remembering that everybody learns differently and enjoys differently, which, you know, I know is what you're saying here. There's a, definitely a place for scripted versus non-scripted. You know, if, if NPR was all just wait, wait, don't tell me that would get old too, you know? Yeah, that'd so, be exhausting. Right, exactly. And so we're also NPR nerds. So that, you know, that helps And a lot. wait, wait, don't tell me nerds. And wait, wait, don't oh, tell how me. Could, how can you not? That, that, right? It's so much fun. And they're based out of Chicago, I think, actually. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's it's great that podcasting is becoming more accessible because I think it's easier for people. Like, I'm a writer, so writing is easy for me. But -hmm. there are so many people that have great ideas that find writing to be a challenge for a number of Mm -hmm. reasons. And, you know, with podcasting, you can get the same kind of content out there but without some of the barriers. Um, Mm -hmm. And I personally am really grateful for that. I never thought I'd be in the podcasting side of things. Um, But but now that we have one, we only have more ideas for others. Oh God, I have have two. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we're contemplating. So we're about to, our family all lives together, even though the girls are 19 and 21. One. (laughs) Yeah, she is 21. Like, um yeah i know but in the next six months at least we'll be splitting up and we've been debating doing a family podcast as oh that'd be fun yep as a way where we can you know just kind of sit and connect with one another and people would listen to that people would listen to that yeah my mom is very excited she lives down in (laughs) texas so she's about 18 hours away from us oh jeez yeah has also requested the Right, so she requested that it be uh, video so that she can also see us, Aww. you know. And, um, but you know, those kinds of things are important to to have people, real people, out there talking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important to have scripted things too. You know, it's important to have good quality information mm-hmm. that's researched and you know being presented well. But it's also good to just have mm-hmm. conversations. Absolutely. Yep. Oh. All right. Well, I think is it brownie time up. now? Is it brownie <laughs> time? Is it brownie time? That's always brownie time somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This has been so much fun, guys. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. really fun. Thank you so much for coming. Um, yeah, it's been great I, because you know I've met you in a couple of different ways over the last six months. Yeah, you know, I mean previously, but really in the last six months. Yeah. And. Um, and I was really excited to see that you had signed up to be on the podcast. You put up with us while we were going through the transition time and everything oh, yeah. ever. Um, but I was really looking forward to getting to sit down and just chat for a while. And it's fun. Yeah. It is. All right. Then I'm going to wrap it up here. It's this has been time. an episode of <laughs> this has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Kate and Topher DeRosia. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRosia for the music and Nexus for hosting our network.